I haven't actually heard that song of hers before. In studio today, we are focusing on girl bosses and how we can develop them. I have Lauren Dallas in studio from Future Females. It was founded with a simple vision. Future Females is a movement to inspire more female entrepreneurs to better support their success. They provide a platform digitally, physically, and emotionally where women can connect, inspire, and collaborate with each other and access the resources they need to succeed. What a wonderful, wonderful vision and wonderful platform. Lauren, welcome to Two Oceans Vibe. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Hey. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey. That is so much better. I can actually hear you. People Aww. have influences logged onto Instagram live if you guys are listening on two oceans vibe and want to see what's going on in studio jump onto instagram live and we will try and wave back as much as possible um, <laughs> lauren let's kick off with um i've obviously given a little um recap on what um future females is all about but let's chat about what gave you the idea to start future females sure so we started in August 2017. So it's almost our second birthday, one month. Congratulations. Off. Thank you. Um, we launched in Cape Town. So I actually met my co-founder when I first moved to South Africa just over two years ago. We worked for a startup accelerator called Techstars, one of the largest in the world. And they picked 10 fintech companies from all around the world to come and the premise is it's a three-month accelerator and you'll get 12 months of progress in your business in the three months so amazing mission that they have and they hand selected these 10 companies very impressive people but not a single female founder in any oh, of the companies wow, really exactly and i have always worked in male-dominated industries but 80 people in this cohort and, and not one female founder I was inspired to do something about it. Yes. And my co-founder, Serena, as well. So initially we thought, let's, rather than starting another female-focused initiative, because obviously there's a lot of people doing really great work out there, we initially tried to find something that resonated with us. You know, we were looking for um, a forward-looking mentality for collaboration over competition um, and for something that could have global scale but relevant at a South African level. And we couldn't find something. So we thought... Let's just have an event and see who comes. So we actually launched Future Females the day after the Techstars Accelerator wow. ended. And it was amazing. We had space for 60 people. We had 100 people turn up. And more amazing than the numbers were the stories. Mm. You know, one person said, I feel like I was living under a rock until tonight. And I guess after that, we just felt like we have to do this. Yes. Um, after, for a while, in the first few months, obviously everything is challenging to get off the ground. We, we said, what if we don't want to do this anymore? Like, mm. actually, we have to because people need it and it's picking up momentum and we don't have a choice. We're yes. just kind of guiding this growing vehicle. So that's how it started. <laughs> That is absolutely amazing. So it, you've gone from strength to strength really, really quickly. And that's what happens, I suppose, when, when you do have something that is needed, you know, because you've obviously found a need, a gap in the market. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's why you're being so supported, because you're doing something that's very relevant and very much needed. Um, tell us a, a little bit about the challenges of starting something like this. You know, in the beginning, there's a, you're an entrepreneur yourself, mm -hmm. you're dealing with entrepreneurs. What are, the, what are the biggest challenges that female entrepreneurs are facing right now when they are trying to start their own companies, their own businesses? Gosh, that's 
a great but a very loaded question. Yes. I think something that we struggled with was um, profit versus impact. Mm. And this is something that actually we hear a lot. I'm sure it's not a female only problem, but through our business school where we bring you know, entrepreneurs through a three-month program to bring their ideas to life, there's always been a, a big social impact skew to the types of businesses we attract and actually that we see women starting. We're very purpose-driven. And that's something, obviously, we started Future Females with a mission as opposed to a commercial business model. And when we started, everything we did was free. Free events, free content. And even as we expanded globally, what we quickly realized was, firstly, Serena and I were out of pocket every month. Yes. Um, but also it was really limiting how we could scale. You, know, you have to get twice the number of RSVPs for the same number of people to turn up. We had to say no to ambassadors who wanted to launch globally because we couldn't support them from a resource perspective. And it was quite a mental shift to go, actually, it's not just because it's purpose driven doesn't mean it can't be commercial. Yeah. And to have massive. And I think I think that a lot of sorry, I'm going to interrupt no, you there because it. I think that a lot of um, a lot of women specifically battle with that because they want to do something that has an impact, something that gives back to create some uh, some form of a movement, something that is worthwhile and then they start feeling guilty about making money off it, about requesting their value in, in money. Exactly. And um, I mean, you get it with healers as well. You know, a lot of healers who people like, oh no, they shouldn't be charging for it if, they've got, if they're actually a healer. But everybody needs to make money. Everybody needs to put food on the table. And also, your value is also, if, you, if you're not charging, there's no energy exchange. I think energy exchange is very important. Absolutely. When somebody does exchange some energy for something, they take it more seriously, they put more effort in, they, they value it in a different way. And so I find that very, very important to kind of highlight because I know a lot of women are battling with it at the moment and men out there, not yeah. only women, but it's a very relevant point. Absolutely. And actually, when we started charging in January last year, it was our biggest turnout event ever. And we were so nervous. Oh, wow. Like maybe people won't want to come, but actually, you've got to be confident that you're delivering value and yes. that people are happy for that energy exchange. Um, and then on more of a fundamental level, we're like, we say Future Females is a movement, but a movement is huge, mm. right? And how could we possibly be a movement if we can't achieve scale? So um, I think that's you know, to bring it back to your question, that, that profit versus purpose, yeah. something I'm personally very passionate about and, and, a, and challenge that I don't think you just overcome at the start. Yes. It's always this trade-off as you're making decisions, um, coming up to pivot points in your business. It's, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge and it's something <laughs> that you've got to keep, you've got to keep checking all the time. But the thing is that you've also, um, you know, I think that you and I are quite similar in the way that we want to achieve like lots of things. And I was speaking to a friend of mine this morning and he was saying, did you actually take some time off yesterday? Because sometimes there's weeks that go by and I just work all the way through, which I'm sure you do as well. And, and when you work for yourself, that often happens, you know, because your work becomes your baby. Mm. And um, it's finding that balance of um, going, okay, Sometimes it takes time to grow and everything happens at the right time. You don't need to rush it. Um, there's that saying that goes, um, 
people generally will overestimate what they can achieve in a year but underestimate what they can achieve in 10 mm. and so that's why it's important to kind of go okay this is the big vision and then this is the the smaller now vision yeah. so i'm sure that you are becoming a big movement it just obviously takes time and you will <laughs> open in different countries oh. tell us a little bit about the process of if women want to get involved with you what are you actually offering like obviously i went over it in a broad spectrum here yeah. but what are you actually offering female entrepreneurs sure so i mean firstly what's important to us is that future females is not just like my and serena's brainchild of what we think entrepreneurs need one of our core values is community driven so we try to understand from our ambassadors and members what is it that you need And so at our core, we're a community. It really is about, we're, I mean, we're creatures of network. We, yes. we are born to collaborate. We just need the structure and, and the space to be able to do that. And so that's what we aim to create through online, our groups, but also our offline events. So, you know, as you said, we have chapters, we have 22 now. And actually, we're launching Future Females Bali today. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Sadly, I won't be at the launch, but... Um, we hold events and workshops. So our core offering is come along. We have a themed monthly event in each chapter that we operate. And then we have an online offering, which is our Future Females Business School. This is a three-month accelerator that takes idea stage women through to a proven and viable business model. Um, and actually, we're in program now. We've graduated 130 people and we've wow. got, got 50 in the program in week two, so it's super exciting. That is super, super <laughs> exciting. How much does um, the accelerator cost and what do people need to do if they want to be a part of the program? Is there an entry process? There is, so it's it's a paid program and it's uh, $749 US dollars. However, we also have a partnership with the UK government, so they can subsidize for people who can't afford the full fees. It is an application process because Unlike a lot of online programs, we wanted to really get personal. Yeah. You know, it's not just self-paced content released weekly, even though obviously that model can work in some respects. When you're in that idea stage and you might be a little bit stuck, you need that hand-holding. So we take around 50 entrepreneurs only per cohort. So you can just apply through the website. And um, it's not based on just the quality of your idea or how well you, you know, explain it. We assess based on passion, um, and relevance and impact you know we only want to take you on if it's the right structure program for passion relevance and impact mm. three great words passion <laughs> relevance and impact um ladies and gentlemen if you are listening Future Females is literally futurefemales.co. So it's not .com, .cos, or .any of those other things. <laughs> They decided to be very, very different and do futurefemales.co. So you can jump online and check that out. Um, you have a amazing announcement for Cape Tonian dwellers <laughs> um, about something exciting that has happened just recently in Cape Town. I'm going to let you make the announcement, okay. but I had to bring that <laughs> up. You were about to do such a good job there. <laughs> so what's exciting is, and actually Susanna and I are sitting in the Inner City Ideas Cartel building right now on Loop Street, and we have partnered with Ideas Cartel to launch the, maybe not the first, but hopefully the best female-focused <laughs> co-working space. It is Literally, we moved into this building two weeks ago and we're working collaboratively with some of the initial people to sign up on what this space needs to look like. 
So if you're interested, um, we can share the link to that as well. You just register your interest and we're looking for about 50 people to, to join this space and create something beautiful together here on Loop Street. I was actually at the launch um, for all of you that are listening. I was at the launch. It was last Friday. So it's a bit of a no, 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 it was the Friday before. Oh my goodness, it has been such a blur, and it's such a great space. So, I really think you guys do need to get hold of Lauren and future females and come and check it out. Um, it's so great if girls are in the same space, supporting each other, all on the same mission to create amazing businesses that um, have an impact and that do assist others in some form or way. We are going to take a quick break and then I'm going to be back with the beautiful Lauren Dallas. She really is beautiful inside and out. If you guys are listening on Two Oceans Vibe, remember you can also jump onto Instagram and watch us live in studio. Of her and her partner have created something called Future Females. Um, I see that Lauren Kachir has tuned in. How's it, Lauren? Um, we're getting people tuning in on Instagram live. You can go onto my account, Susanna Kennedy, S-U-S-A-N-A, -S Kennedy like the president, and you can watch us live in studio right now. Um, it is Monday, um, <laughs> the 15th of July, so if you're listening to a podcast, you will not be able to be joining us live in studio, but you will be able to enjoy the conversation that we are having. Now, I was chatting to Lauren during the break, during the song, and I asked her to please share some success stories because I think there's nothing more motivating in life than sharing success stories. I always say there's two ways of changing the world. The one is to show people what's wrong with it, which I think people overuse way too much and I don't think it's very effective. The other way is to show people what's right, to show them inspiring stories, to, show, to celebrate people when they achieve things. And so that is my passion. That's why I do what I do. And I think that we should hand over to Lauren and just ask her to share a couple of her proudest moments, some of her success stories. So Lauren, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> tell us, tell us what, what have been some of the proudest moments for you? Gosh, um, I think I can share a moment with my team and then a couple of moments from our, our business school members specifically that really warmed my heart. So you know, for my team, we started off all as volunteers, even myself and Serena. As I mentioned, everything started free. Um, it's only, gosh, in the last six to 12 months, we really have been able to bring on a proper formal team. And that allowed us to launch the business school I mentioned back in September. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that we came up with the business school idea in August. So in the space of about four weeks, myself and the team had you know, created this methodology, validated the offer and launched it to the world, or at least to our wow. small version of the world. <laughs> and we pulled off this incredible program. We had 44 graduates by December uh, in, and we'd conceptualized it about four months before. So I think that's something that people don't see. You often just see yes. the brand, the build, the marketing, and you think it's all glossy behind the scenes too. And it, it wasn't, but the impact that we had, and I'll share some stories, is, is why we kind of hustled through. And I'm so proud of my team for stepping up and building it. You know, we've now partnered with, with Techstars. So the original accelerator we were part of and the reason why we started with the lack of women, we've now partnered with them so that they can have more women on their programs. 
which is super exciting. That is super, super exciting. It really, really is. So tell us some of the, tell us some of the success stories. I'm dying to hear okay. them. Whew, there's so many that are so great. Um, one I'm particularly proud of, and actually it's front of mine because she sent us pictures of herself this week. Um, a local, I guess she's an industrial designer. She creates these beautiful like chandeliers and they almost look woven. I'm probably not doing her justice, but her name is Ashley Lloyd. You can look her up on Instagram. And she joined our program and essentially was struggling with quoting and valuing her worth. And hmm. during the course of the program, she put a proposal out to what I would call her dream client over in the Seychelles. And she landed the gig. And actually, she landed two projects with them. And she's just been in the Seychelles executing. Oh, my goodness. That is so wonderful. So she sent us these pictures. They're actually on our Instagram, too, of herself building these beautiful designs um, over in the Seychelles, just really owning her business and her craft. Um, so that was really exciting. That is so, so, so exciting. There must be nothing better for you than to actually see the ladies that have gone through your program succeed and be where they didn't even imagine they could possibly be. Mm, absolutely. I think um, another, recently we finished our program that was with the UK government. So we all flew up to Joburg for the graduation. We had 50 women in the room and myself and my partner Bevan and the program managers, Diana and Sasha, were sitting in the back row crying. Aww. We were actually crying. I mean, like, it was just so heartwarming, um, not just to see the business growth, but the personal growth. And some people who kind of came into the program a little shy, talking about their ideas, were receiving their certificates and dancing and had secured clients. And it was really, really heartwarming. <laughs> that is so heartwarming. It, it, it's the best, best, best feeling. I know for me, when I get a message or when I see someone doing something and, it, and I had a tiny little hand in helping them get there, it like, it warms my soul exponentially. So it must be a wonderful experience for you. What are some other proud moments? Some some of the other candidates that have come through your school that are, let's celebrate them yeah awesome so one i'm particularly excited about is our uk ambassadors so they used to run our london chapter tanya and lara they went through our business school and in january they finished in december in january they both quit their jobs and went full-time on their business they received funding and then they earned back the funding within a month after launching oh wow they had their official launch this month at Nobu in London and they had a packed room and they were both they, they speak on female leadership and it was just so beautiful to see that that is amazing I mean to to make your money back that quickly it's I insane. mean it's insane it really is <laughs> insane for any entrepreneurs out there they know how hard that is Let's chat about some tips on uh, for female entrepreneurs. Um, what are, what are the are we going to do five? Sure, we can do five. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's do five tips that you can give female entrepreneurs now that they can implement in their lives and can actually use to make their businesses better to get where they want to be. Okay, cool. I've just written my five tips. Otherwise, I'll just waffle <laughs> on. Okay, so. The first thing I would say is progress over perfection. Mm. Uh, I really talk about this a lot and I'm sure you've heard it before, but perfection is just a, it's another word for fear. It's an excuse that we use not to take action. So really just have a plan and ha at least take one tangible step towards your dream every single day, no matter how small it is. And don't go back, only go forwards. So really focus on that forward 
progress. On that forward progress, it's actually quite funny because this has come up um, a few times in my life lately and it just is reinforced by the fact that you are sharing this because I just started this thing called Recovering Perfectionist. <laughs> I'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs> who That's focuses amazing. on progress rather than perfection because as we know it does, it causes inertia and it causes you to like stand still because you, you're trying so hard to just get everything absolutely perfect. And um, yeah, for all the recovering perfectionists out there, because I'm sure there are many, um, please share your tips and tricks on how to overcome being that perfectionist. And I think that what Lauren is saying, like just having one thing every day that you can take one step towards achieving your goal is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. Progression above perfection. Perfection. It's wonderful, wonderful. That's a great first tip. What's next? Um, so last thing on that tip, what I do is I announce what my thing for the day is to the world. Particularly ah. if it's something, you know, those things you gradually move down your list every day and you just don't want to do. Yes. Make it public. Okay. One way to hold yourself accountable. I thought about that and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Okay, so you do that every day. You every morning you like say, "Hey guys, this is my frog." That I there's a terrible saying. I'd say, "Eat the frog," um, yes. which is basically <laughs> I know it's disgusting, but it's basically that thing that you need to do. That's kind of sitting in the back of your mind that you're going, "Oh, I don't really want to do it," but it's so important and you need to get it done. If you do that the first thing of the day, then it's out the day, out the way, and it's much easier to get things done. Exactly. So you announce that publicly. <laughs> So we do it actually as a team. So okay. every, every morning we have a stand up, 15 minutes where everyone on the team says their one thing for the day. And we hold each other accountable to that the next morning. Ah, okay. All right. So, so it's not public like on Instagram. Hey world, this is, our, <laughs> this is our frog that we need to eat today. It's more just the team. I mean, that would be brave, right? Maybe I should start doing that. We definitely do it as a team. I've done it on the, to the world before. I announced I was starting a podcast and then I had to do it. I quickly realized I'm a horrible podcaster. <laughs> um, really? I imagine sure. you being fantastic. No, no. <laughs> Whatever it takes, right? To keep yourself moving forward. Yes, for sure. Okay, tip two. Mm. So tip two and something that we're working with our business school members on right now, actually, is thinking bigger and thinking big. So you've probably heard the concept of the big, hairy, audacious goal. Yes. So this is... A goal, a long-term goal, five to ten years from now that's measurable so you know when you hit it. Mm. And the whole idea of this goal is that it has the gulp factor, which means when you say it, you almost are like, oh my gosh, it's a little scary, <laughs> but it really drives you. Yeah. And so what I would say, and, and sometimes I see people making their idea smaller so it's easier to achieve mm. and actually it's not doing yourself any service because then you're less motivated True. towards it and it's also harder to rally the support um, mm. of the community and of people and of your team if it is very achievable so what we do is we write our goal we cross it out and then we write 10 times that goal so that's wow I so you write it down. okay i like that um, <laughs> so you write down the goal cross it out and then write it 10 times bigger than what you first initially imagined it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wowzers, canalzers, guys. My goals are going to be massive. <laughs> I can't wait to read them when you share them publicly. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do that though. I will. I will go home and I'm going to write them down and I'm going to go, okay, how can I make this in my mind 10 times bigger than I first imagined it? I love it. Eek! Oh my God. <laughs> 
goodness. Okay, so one thing about what you just said that I have to just reiterate when we d- diminish our goals, because so many people do do that, they mm-hmm. go, I have done it so many times before. I'm like, I want to achieve this. Okay, well, it's so big. Like, maybe I must just do it like this and then it will be okay. The problem is it's literally like putting little puncture holes in a balloon. It lets out the energy and it just deflates that enormous beautiful heart of energy because that's what it is when you have these ideas that touch your soul it's like your heart just expands but if you are constantly putting little puncture holes in that idea kind of making it a bit smaller just so that it's a bit more bite-sized and you can swallow it it will deflate and often they actually don't even work out in the end if you're brave enough to every day like lauren said in the first tip do a little blow into your balloon every single day. It'll just add up and add up and add up and just increase exponentially over time. And that's how you're going to get there. So I love those two first tips. What is next? A flat balloon is never going to fly. No, a flat (laughs) balloon is gross. (laughs) Um, Okay. The third tip is, and a mentor said this to me, it takes a village. Mm. Build that village. It's actually, when I started, I thought I need to do this all by myself because then I've built it, I own it, you know? And I guess I wanted that, that success and that recognition for myself. And it's, it was almost a personal journey to go, actually, no, like, again, I'm just doing myself a disservice, but also the community. Find those people that can help you and lift you up and don't be afraid to ask for help. Even so if it important. is stupid, a stupid question. I ask them every day and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's so, so, so important. And I think it's one of the biggest problems actually that entrepreneurs face is feeling lonely, mm-hmm. you know, because they do think that they have to do it themselves. This is actually um, normally Colin Donsko, my lovely friend who gave me a slot today. It's usually <laughs> the feel good business show. And um, that is one of the topics that um, entrepreneurs call in and chat about the most that Colin and I speak about is that they feel alone, that they don't feel they have the support, they don't feel that they have what they need really to just have someone to bounce back from. And um, don't try and do it all yourself because the reality is we all are very good at something. Einstein said, if you expect a fish to fly, you're going to be sorely disappointed. But if you expect a fish to swim, you're going to be thrilled because that's what it knows how to do. And all of us have amazing, unique gifts. And so we should do those things that we're really good at and then get people that are good at the other things to do the other things. (laughs) Create your tribe. (laughs) I've got um, an affirmation that says, surrounded by my tribe, I thrive. And it's such a great affirmation because that is how we thrive is by gathering the people people that believe in our vision and are brilliant at what they're doing so they're motivated to do what they're doing Mm -hmm. and we can do what we're doing anyway going off and we're going to go back to Lara now and get the (laughs) next tip it's so true though I actually think often you hear get a mentor but that can be quite a daunting task right how do I go and get a mentor it's like asking me to go to a bar and find a boyfriend plus I have a boyfriend (laughs) so sorry (laughs) I'm not going to be doing that but um, it's daunting. So I think um, my suggestion is always just make it more organic. Yeah. Just go to events, meet people. It doesn't matter if you don't get a mentor tomorrow. Just start surrounding yourself by the right people and it will happen for you. Put your idea out there and the right people will gravitate towards it. Well, it's funny that you speak about mentors because I'm really passionate about mentorship as well. I've helped start mentorship programs. And um, one of the things I would say to my girls is that because they would get assigned a mentor for their first year. But in that first year, they needed to look 
-hmm. at other females that were emulating an aspect of life that they looked up to. So whether it was in business or whether it was um, personally, whatever it was, mm -hmm. they had to look at that. And it's amazing. If you approach people in the right way, they are so willing to help you. And the reality is that everybody's got something to teach. Every single person. It, it's like... Um, It, there's always somebody older and younger than you. There's always somebody wiser and less wise than you. There's always someone richer and poorer than you. You have something to teach that somebody doesn't know. So passing on that knowledge is such a gift. And um, just approach people and say to them, I really admire the way you do this and I would love to learn from you and people are so open it's amazing people really really are generous with their time and mentorship should only be like an hour or two a month so that's so doable for for businesswomen even if you're crazy busy um, I've just taken on three new mentors now mentees now um, and you can you can make an hour to two hours a, a month for each person and It's, it's invaluable for young people. I've also got mentors and they're amazing. You need them. That's how we grow. Mm, exactly. What is next? Okay, tip four is um, build your brand. So I talk about this often and I've really moved into the space of tapping into who you are, your value system, and then communicating that in an authentic way to mm. build and have a positive impact on your business but it's not something that came naturally to me. I started off pushing, you know, the business I was running at the time, the Growth Academy, hiding behind this logo. When I started really, I guess, living my brand, but also my business took off, is when I made it more about me. People want to ah. buy from people, and that's your differentiator as well when you're, when you're just starting out, right? Your logo means nothing, but you mean everything. So that would be my, my suggestion as well. Don't be scared to, to put yourself front and center. To put yourself front and center and build your brand. What about people who go, I don't know what my brand is. Yeah, and I think that that's an ongoing journey of self-discovery. I wish yeah. I could be like, well, problem solved. Yes. Um, but it's really about getting in touch with your value system. So I run a program, a course called Unleash Your Genius. And it's like, how do you really tap into what is my zone of genius? That zone where I am mm -hmm. in flow, where everything, call it like serendipity, when things yes. just happen for you and you're like, this is insane. How do you find and move into that zone? Into that. And then how do you package up that zone as you're offering to the world? So you're always living in this space. Amazing. Where is that course available? Also on the website? So we're in session with that course. So best, it's available on my website. Um, we'll run it again later in the year, but you can just send me an email and um, I'm happy to answer any questions in the meantime as well. Okay, great. So let's go on to the last one yeah. and then we're going to give your contact details for all of the listeners so that they can get hold of you. Great. So the last one is about failure. And this is something that I love to celebrate. Our mm. first birthday for future females, the theme was celebrating failure. Our second birthday, the theme is resilience, which pretty much is the same thing, right? <laughs> It's so important to me. Um, embrace it. Don't be scared of it and use it. Like, use it to move forwards. Mm. I've applied to 12 accelerators globally, haven't been accepted to one. And that's where we got the idea for starting business school. Mm. So we said, well, who's helping these people like me? Yes. So embrace it and, and use it. Be the phoenix rising from the flames. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, it's so important. All of these tips have been absolutely phenomenal because um, you cannot succeed without failure. And I don't think people understand that. They're so scared of failing that they don't 
even try. But every successful entrepreneur has failed numerous times, has fallen on their face numerous times because they're trying. And I, I call it failing forward. You, you're growing. It's not, it's not a disaster. It's a, oh, look what I learned. Oh my goodness. I'm going to do that differently next time. Yeah. But you actually grow from failure much more than you grow from success in truth. And so it is so, so, so important. Lauren Dallas in studio with me today from Future Females. She's absolutely a phenomenal woman. You guys have to check her out. Now, I do have your website details. It's futurefemales, one word, dot co. How do they reach you on social media? So Instagram is probably best. It's just lauren.dallas. So fairly easy to follow. Um, otherwise, laurendallas.co. You can get in touch with me through there as well. Cool. And um, email, is that a good way of getting hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Hello at laurendallas.co. Dot co. Guys, dot co, not dot co. <laughs> dot za, not dot com, dot co. Um, I am going to play you guys a little bit of music in about a minute, but I just would like to, I love ending off with some, some words of wisdom. What, what is the most important thing that you've learned? Like the, the thing that kind of stands out that you live by because it's, it's a good piece of information. And where did you learn it from? So I like to have one tangible learning each day. It's something I journal in the evening. And actually I was speaking to a new student of mine, Nick from Joburg this morning. And he said to me, the greatest risk in life is not taking one. Mm. And so maybe I can share just my greatest learning from today. Yes. That, that really resonated with me. Um, I've turned my fear of failure into a healthy fear of regret. So take the action. You don't want to have any regrets. Taken my fear of failure. Say that again. Turned my fear of failure into a fear of regret. Ah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so, so much. It's been so great having you in studio. Um, you speak so beautifully. I can't believe. I think you need to... Maybe I need to help you with your podcast. That's oh, maybe what yes. needs to happen. <laughs> you heard it publicly. <laughs> maybe that needs to be one of our public goals that yes. we put together. Because um, I think that you are a wealth of information. It's been so fantastic having you on the show.